Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia. This is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is June 18, 2014, and welcome to all for tuning in to another episode of The Bright Style with Technisha. I hope everyone is having a blessed for day, as I always say to you, because I really do mean it, because sometimes we just take us down so much, and people can get on our last nerves, but... I promise you I will do my best to keep you motivated, as always, because that's what I love. I love to keep myself motivated and to keep you motivated again. As always, I always try to have a wonderful guest on. Remember, I did have another guy on, and he did a web series. I have another guy who does another web series, too. The Devil's Curious. It's a company series. It's it's, it's you really need to go check it out on YouTube, or you could go to their website, which he will be glad to give you at the end. But um, it, it's really all about, it's, it's the Devil's Curious Motorcycle Club watches the demise of their erectile dysfunction business when hipsters on scooters gain control of Bonera, a new male enhancer. Oh, yeah, I know. I know you're probably laughing right now because I am, but the Spunk Lake hipsters take the robbery too far with a brutal kidnapping. The blood in the barrel will spill in hopes to return two of their own and restore and restoring order in the gobbler Greek community. And who will win the battle for Bonera? Well, that I cannot tell you. That you will have to go blindly in and watch for yourself. But maybe I could probably get your sneak preview in, so hopefully I will. But welcome to the air is Shane Sabella. Did I say your last name correct, Shane? Yeah, that's correct. How are you today, Shane? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I couldn't get them all the way in details with them. They're just going to have to watch it. That's not fair. So I'm sorry, guys. Don't don't beat me up, which you can't, but I can't just tell you everything. So, Shane, give us a little bit of tell about yourself. I, I'm... <clears throat> Originally from Cleveland, Ohio, uh, graduated from Menor High School, went to Ohio State University, uh, studied business, and then graduated from Ohio State and worked in the business field for a year and decided I wanted to move to Los Angeles to pursue a career in acting and moved out here uh, about seven years ago. And uh, right after I'd moved out here, the writer's strike had happened, uh, so we were just trying to find different ways to go out and audition more and, and work and, and just do things. So uh, we kind of put a team together and we started writing and producing our own content. And it's kind of evolved into uh, one series into another series. And it's it's, it's where we're at right now with Devil's Couriers where it's 
<clears throat> kind of our baby project that's kind of grown uh, exponentially. It's been been keeping me pretty busy. I can imagine. I I did. I had another guest on who did the same thing, and it's it's actually worth doing that. I I suppose. I I can't even go through it. Just even setting up this, just setting up my own radio show. That's enough work. Shane, if you don't mind, can you just go through like the the format for us, the process of everything, starting with the process from creating the show, from writing, editions, the crew, editing, music, promotion, release, all of it. Yeah. Well, when you're we we when we write it, it's we put it down on paper, and then we have to to make the show, and we're kind of dealing with every aspect of it. Right. So we 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 put it together, and and you, you try and write some rules for people that you know uh, that that will do a great job, and then the, everything else that you have, we we do a casting session. So you, the biggest thing is actually writing it and and trying to make it funny, uh, which is a big hurdle. And then from that point, it's finding people that can tend to can take the humor, uh, create their own humor. And and kind of uh, work together uh, in, with improv and everything. So then we'll have a casting session uh, for season one. We auditioned 120 actors uh, for for multiple roles, and that, that was just fun to to sit in a room and and audition actors. And then after the auditioning process, and we put everything together, basically putting offers out for the actors, and then if they accept, we go into into pre-production with uh, with our crew. So we're hiring crew as well, so we have to find the camera operator, sound guys, grips, gaffers. We'll put the crew together, and then the filming dates is, is one of the hardest things, just to coordinate every actor's filming day. For season one, we had close to 40 people on set uh, for a six-day shoot, so it was pretty, pretty wild from that point. So if you can make it through the shoot with all these moving parts, after the shoot, that's that's when a lot of the real work begins. There's not many people. Uh, it's a couple, two or three of us uh, that are producing it will sit in, in the post-production bay and we'll just work with the editor. And you, you watch the footage so much that by the end of it, you don't even you don't even want to watch your own show anymore because you've seen it every which way possible from every angle and you've heard the sound bites a million times. So we'll sit with the editing bay and then. We'll get a cut that we want of the, of the show. Then we'll take it to a colorist and have them color correct it with the different cameras so they match up and it looks basically even. And then from there we go into to writing our own music. Uh, for us, we we kind of do everything in house because it's a it's a lower budget independent web series and we try and do every aspect of it so it's all original content. And uh, we write the music, record the music. Uh, lay the music in, and then it's all packaged up and uploaded to YouTube and sent out for people to to hopefully laugh at. Right. Now, um, any particular equipment that you have to use just to even get this together, Shane? Yeah, uh, we different cameras. Uh, for season one, we used uh, Canon 5D and a 70, and <clears throat> our camera. Our cinematographer basically had the the uh, bodies of the camera. We just rent the lenses that we're going to use for that particular shoot. So that's a big uh, big rental uh, to get to get that to get different uh, the camera operating equipment. 
and then the editor oh. has their own their own equipment, and we do have some sound uh, sound equipment to to record music. Okay. A small studio to do that. So all this, how long have you been having the background experience to do all this um, producing and writing? It's. Uh, we started we started Go Diesel Productions, which is our production company, in 2008, uh, right around the, the writer's strike. And it just evolved from being an actor on set. Just from just from being an actor, you have so much downtime when you're not filming a scene. Uh, it's really not that glamorous if you're just sitting in a chair and, and waiting to be filmed for uh, four, six hours, sometimes eight hours. Uh, but but you get to watch a, a a film set and you learn a lot just from observing. And uh, when the writer strike happened, like I said, we we were writing and we had some funny ideas. So then we just had to put it on paper and kind of massage a storyline out of it. And this is for our first web series, which is called uh, Taking a Shot in 2008. And you go through and you you put everything together that you think should go together and how it should be made. And then from there, you just see how it performs. And it was for for our first web series. It looked it looked great for our first run at something. And then you just learn. You learn what works, what doesn't, what styles you like, uh, who who you work, who you, who you can work with. I think is the most important thing. You start building a team, and when you get a good team together, you work uh, well with. You try and keep them together. And if somebody doesn't work well with you, you kind of move on and, and find somebody that you think is a better fit and you just keep putting the puzzle together till it fits perfectly. I think we're constantly tweaking as a producer to to get the best team, to get the best actors, to get the best colorist, to get the best cinematographer, best sound guys, best everything together that, that work well. Because I, I think you could tell a good production that has a good time and then a, a production that's kind of just put together. I think it just feels more like a family atmosphere and it shows and I think it shows in the product. I think I think people can tell. Right. People can. You could tell when everybody is all together on one page. And that's and that's a good thing. I'm happy for you that this series is working out so well for you. What was the inspiration for you to become an actor to even get you into film perhaps? Uh, it was it's something I've always wanted to do. Uh Definitely, you watch film, and I just the the idea of getting into getting into a character, getting into a role is it's amazing when you when you actually do are able to do it and and know that you've done it. Uh, it's great. So it's 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 always been something that I've wanted to do, and uh, it, the opportunity kind of just presented itself when I was in <clears throat> at Ohio State. I was doing some fitness modeling at the time, and then I started going on auditions and going on more auditions, and then I was flying out to L.A. to to audition and uh, film a few things. And from there, it's just, I think I can actually do this. I think I can actually make a career out of this. I uh, didn't really think that was a possible path for me professionally to do that full-time, but then I just started putting a plan together like, let's let's give this a run. Uh, you know why not? Why not? Right. I think that was. I think it was just like just put a plan together. As long as I 
don't just pack up my car and then head out to LA and have some some type of plan together of what I want to accomplish and how I want to do this. It it kind of just came together, and you have that opportunity, and I feel like you you have to take that opportunity, or you're going to regret it for a long time. Why? Because life is too short. No one said tomorrow. They always told us tomorrow is not promised to us. So you got to jump on every opportunity that you can get, and you did it. It's it's a place of freedom to me. Wow so much responsibility, but not to go crazy, but you just have to take that opportunity because it's so much that will be missed. And I do agree with you. Um, it's And it's a hurdle. Now, what was the biggest hurdle adjusting to Los Angeles? The biggest hurdle, uh, staying grounded and working. It's very, very easy to get lost here. It's There's so many people. There's really... especially starting out as an actor, I mean, you work for yourself. There's no one telling you you have to be here at this time. I mean, obviously your your agent's going to tell you you have an audition at this time, but other than your appointments, there's so many things to do here. The weather is is great. You can go to the beach. You can go snowboarding all in the same day. There's so many things to do, and I think that was the biggest hurdle is to stay focused because there's so much – and, and I know you know this, just it, when you're independently, there's so much work that goes into it. You are your own publicist. You are, you deal with your own social media. You write your own content. You're, you're recording everything. You're doing everything, basically, for yourself to promote right. yourself. There's so many different hats that you have to wear that it, it's very time-consuming. And it's also, it's very easy to get lost here, to get to get lost in the shuffle and to just to get lost in yourself of of not putting the work that's necessary to go in. It's a lot of work that goes into it. And I don't think people realize how much goes into independent productions. No, I don't think I don't think so either. But I I love when we have these independent films from Sundance festivals, that sort and we fail to want to look at those because 'cause we're so amazed by the big names and the big actors and we don't look at the little small ones that that actually have to be behind doing it all by themselves. So, you know, I that, I love things like that, the web series, because when I had my guest on named Matt Gudis, he does his web series state, but I don't think he'll be doing it anymore once he graduates for a university. He said he'll be moving on, but it's just it's just story. It's 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 like a bittersweet. For everyone, you start something up and you build it up and you want to see it. And I'm, like I said, I'm glad that it's growing and that people out here are embracing it. And I hope people do go check it out. It's, like I said, it's awesome. Go look it on YouTube. And and um, Shane will be glad to give you the other official website to Curious, too. So it's, it's very awesome. So, um, Shane, why a website? And not just a short film, though. It's a, a web series. We wanted to show people. We wanted to showcase it. So I, I feel like the dynamic is kind of changing of of how to build a, a production and and put it out there. And I think for for us, a web series, it's we wanted people to see it. We wanted people to laugh. And we didn't want to just go to festivals and do that. We wanted a platform where we could put it out there and, and people can 
can just watch it. Uh, so a web series was a way to do that, to put it on YouTube, to let people see it. Uh, we weren't really looking for distribution when we first started. We just wanted to see that, let people see that we can we can write funny content, we can take that content, we can actually yeah. turn it into uh, a production and a, and a high production value series. So it's the motivation for that. And also, you do earn ad revenue on YouTube when those when those commercials run. So we are spending a lot of money to make to make a series, to make a short film. It does cost a lot of money. And a web series, you don't make a lot of money, but you do you can earn some and with with the ad revenue and you can get fans to, to see it and then build a fan base. And I think for us by doing a web series, we just get to put our content out there. We get to see what people like, what they don't like, and, and adjust and move forward. So for us, it was just, let's put it out there. Let's hopefully uh, get picked up, and let's uh, try and earn a little a little revenue while we're doing it, where the short film route can be more difficult, because it's a harder... It's a great way to, to, to showcase content, but it's, it's harder to to get it somewhere. It's harder to earn money on, on something like that. And you, you do spend a lot of money on a short film. It's still, it's still a lot of content that's expensive to produce. And where, where do you go with it? It's hard to get short films seen and, and bought. It's when, if you can even think of when the last time you, you rented a short film that was Why? 30 minutes. It's Why? Cause you're usually watching a series. Why? They're not even short films, are, but they're not even short any longer. I think even they were saying even like the festivals, they have a hard time adding to their programs when they start getting longer. So I think the web series is an awesome idea because they are now becoming the short films that people actually want. Because you 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 have more control to me with the web series. I, in my opinion, you got more control format the programming. You could take advantage of all that and. You don't need to be in that that hour spot. Um, you can be as long as you want to, and and it could be any time that the audience. They don't have to sit there the two or three hours. I think that's what's about it. And you're giving them an option, and and he, they don't need to be on prime time or Saturday. They have their own little thing going on. So I think series are the best if you if anyone really asks my opinion. But you just got to have yeah. a lot of shame. You just have to work hard at it and have a game plan when you're in with what to do with your web series. You don't want to you don't want take it out and lose interest. So you can fail at trying, but you you but you would never succeed without the intention project profitable, really. So I think they are a great idea. You just have to get out there and do your best to strive for if it's something you really want. Right. Yeah, um, it, it, and it's hard to get people to sit down and watch something for to go somewhere and watch something, or, or or to sit for a certain amount of time where they don't know what they're going to get. And this this format with with people on their their attention spans are are shorter and shorter and shorter, just because there's, mm-hmm. there's so much con- there's so much content to consume that they'll bounce back and forth. So it, when you're able to do 20 episodes, but we can do them for for three minutes, it's it's nice because they can they can, they can see it, they get the idea, and they can 
either either stick with it or they can move on to something different. But they'll give you a try. At three minutes, they'll, they'll give you a try. So they'll take a look at it. Where if you have a 30-minute to 45-minute, something like that, you might not get that opportunity. They might not want to invest 30 to 45 minutes to give it a shot. But you might right. your three-minute your three-minute show might get that shot. Right, and that's why I try to do the breaks when I do my own radio show because they don't like to sit too long. That's why when you look at the news, sometimes do maybe most of the news stories be one to two minutes at the most, especially when I was intern. That's all you need, one to two minutes. People not want they don't want to look at nothing too long unless it's breaking news. And then sometimes mm-hmm. that gets a little irritable. You want to turn the TV, so you're right. Nobody's doing it. Everybody wants everything in a heartbeat. That's why technology is moving so fast upon us. Everybody wants everything done quickly. Children want to know this answer real fast. They don't want to research anymore. Nobody wants to take out anything. They just want it right then and now. I need it now. That's, that's how I right. do it. And, you know, it, it was so funny because, you know, about five or seven years ago, that's when they talked about their short films. Well, put their short films and well series really in the same category. It's amazing that now this is taking over for for web series. Um, but really, to you, because I think really digital media really has changed, and I'm sure I know professors are really not enjoying that moment because they feel that you have to work hard. Because not too long ago, you didn't have YouTube, Vimeo, and other digital media. So how has digital media really changed, uh, maybe at film departments at universities, and and where is the future going with this, Shane? I I think, like you said, five to seven years ago, in that short of a span, how much it's grown. There's so many festivals now for digital content and web series, and I think you're really seeing it grow now. I think it's really like the minor leagues of of television keep an eye on it if there's if there's a series that's doing really well online and has a has, has a large fan base tv's watching that because they're why pay why would they pay a lot of money to do a project where they don't know how it's going to go it might get greenlit then they produce it and then they put it on tv and it doesn't have a fan base and it doesn't doesn't last because it now TV even has to work quickly, where they, they'll cancel shows three episodes into the season if there's no fan base. They don't let it run for a full season and maybe give another season a try. They just pull it off right. the air. So I think with digital media now, they can kind of step back, let producers like myself go in there, do all the production aspects of it, try and promote it as much as possible, and then they can see what type of fan base is, is watching this, how many people like it. Do they if it has a large fan base and if they like it, maybe it goes to the next level if it could be formatted to, to something different. I think also the, the future of digital media is people people pick and choose what they want now. And, and like you said, when they want it, they want it now. And they just want to consume it and then they want, they want to move on. So with cell phones and tablets and everything else, it's, it's easy to hop on. YouTube, Vimeo, Funny or Die, all these different platforms and, and watch uh, web series, watch e- even the TV series. Everything's kind of digital and moving in that direction where they you don't have to package a bunch of channels. You can just log in somewhere and then choose what you want. And it's 
basically free content. All you have to do is watch a, a 30-second ad right. run before some of these things, and then you get to con- consume what you want. So I think that's exciting that it's that it's moving. And if you really think about the generation that's a millennial, and I think that's where people are pushing this so hard, I mean, the generation, the millennial generation, they're, they don't know anything else. They're they're growing up with smartphones and they're getting them younger and younger. All they know is they're they're the generation that wants to consume everything immediately because that's all they know. So they just log in and go. They watch so much more digital media than older generations are are even coming around to it. But the younger generation, that's all they know. And. Don't get me wrong, Shane. I mean, because I'm a generation Y, I do love the technology, but, you know, certain things I did grow up on, I know what a record is and an eight-track is. My mother had those things, and even my husband still collects things like fat-back TVs, and, and he got a projector he just brought in yesterday, and I'm like, wow, I'm still, wow, somebody actually used something like that, and he was trying to show me, and I was getting kind of frustrated. I was like, I don't know this stuff. I don't know how to use this. <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's hard to even I, remember. Right. It's hard to remember how you got away with not having a cell phone. Now it, it really is. I had a pager in high school. I mean, I don't. You don't even see pay phones anymore. I'm kind of dating myself. Right. Yeah, a pager in high school, and then you had to go to a, to a pay phone to, to call your parents back and let them know when you're going to be home. And now, I. I it's hard to imagine exactly. not having a cell phone. It is. And, of course, my phone went off, so I have to use a prepaid phone. But you're right about that. Like, I think they do need to install those because I was thinking about campuses, you know, especially with school shootings and everything going on. It would be good to get one. What if my phone doesn't have a signal or anything and I need to call out real quick? I think they do need to be installed. I don't think that should have ever been removed. I know technology is moving. They shouldn't have. But speaking on technology, I know that a lot of the professors out there, they they probably are nervous about this unpredictable medium because some of them like to stay stuck to it, which is like television and film, which is good too because I most students who are coming out now of school, like especially some of them coming out, no offense, I, I wanted to go to AIU. They're not knowing how to edit, and I'm one of them because we're so caught up on Final Cut Pro and Avid, we don't know how to go back to the way it originally was when it was, um, I think it was linear. See, we focus on, see, when I was in school, they focused on nonlinear, and one lady was like, some of you don't even know what linear is, and and I kind of agree with her. I was like, yeah, that would be good if we actually see how it was before the head to nonlinear. But that's how technology, and I think I think the change is coming very slow. But it's still there. We're we're getting into a new trend now, and it's just I'm sorry, but baby boomers, you just have to keep up. It is what yeah. it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. I know that you don't like it, but you have to keep up because my mom Shane. As long as she can dial in and out on her phone, that's all that matters. My mom is not thinking about no internet. She's not thinking about FaceTime or anything. I, I find it kind of strange, but I'm like, you know what? That's pretty good life. Because what would we actually do if we went to a world country or somewhere that had no clue? Could we, like you said, Shane, could we 
without our phone. We couldn't. We probably right no. now couldn't. We probably can't right now. No one can remember about one or two numbers out their phone without looking in it. Because I know I yeah. felt lost. My phone is totally off, and then it takes. It, it looks like it's punishing me. It takes forever for it to turn on. So I'm like, thank God I know my husband's number because right now I cannot remember anyone else's number, and maybe my children's school. That's about it. But I'm I'm lost. So um tell us what are really the challenges of writing and producing in web series format? Uh, the challenges is uh, everything's so so quick. Everything's so quick. How do you how do you make content that's gonna grab people and do it in three minutes and make it feel like it's a full full meal at a sitting? Uh I think that that's the big challenge is, is really making it feel like it's action-packed or feel like it's funny and throwing it in this, this small time slot. And it's difficult. It's difficult to write something like that when you're used to writing a longer structure. So it's, it's you have to consciously make it smaller and smaller and it doesn't look like there's much there. And then you film and you start cutting it down and that's that's what you're, you're just trying to Get it as lean as possible, but as full as possible as well. And I think that's the that's the challenge is finding finding that balance of, of how long. Uh, challenging just to get that many people on set and coordinate scheduling because there's not a massive amount of money involved, especially when we're just putting the first season on the line. So it's just getting people uh, excited about it, getting them on set, and and really just letting the the creative minds take over. It's challenging just to just to co- just to coordinate it alone is is such a big task to put it all together and make sure people are there and 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 getting what we want and locations come in just scheduling everything uh, all the different locations you have to move all the equipment rentals uh, just meals is a, is a, how many people are on set how many people do we have to feed because you know if you don't feed them there's going to be a riot on set so those are all the all the different challenges and finding finding ways to do it to, to do it at a, at a lower cost but still keep that that production value so we're, so we're able to keep doing these and and finding the format people like I think the first the first season is, is always the hardest in, in both right. uh, web series I've done it's just finding what you think is funny and what fans might like you, you, you look at what works and what doesn't and now you have a better idea. I feel like now we're releasing new. Co- we just started releasing new content yesterday. We're calling it season 1.5 to get into crowdfunding season two. And it's a much better idea of what we think works and what does in our team. We were so much more efficient the second time around, which is which is great. And we knew where we we know how to write for the characters better. We know all the actors now, and we just know how to write for them better. And give know what they bring to the table and give them a little more uh, creative control in what they want to do, like what, what they think is funny, what they think their character right. might do, and, and listening to that and getting some feedback and then kind of going back to the table and writing and doing doing some things like that. But it's it's challenging just to keep going, just to keep it, it, keep is. it going. What do we need next? Right. You know? It is. But that's the reason why it, it's something that you have to really love because it is, it is a challenge, but I'd rather choose that. Sometimes I'd rather see something different than the, you know, we always get the moves with the big, you know, the bigger stars that we always see. But that web, it, 
it just takes you to a place where you could tell your story, present characters that nobody never seen. You 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 cast actors and roles that were probably probably would never too much get hired by an actual network because of their stubbornness and foods and everything. So, you know, that's I think that's why people click on the post. They want to watch it and, and you can go however long as you want the rules to the limit. That's and you don't have to mention when you do a web series. That's that's why I love about it. It's it's you it is. It's it's very unique. And to me in my own opinion again, in my own opinion, I, I assume that the web project is a labor of love and your space and your expectations will all be exceeded. You just have to go in there with your heart. It's a, but if that's something that you really love, like I said before, do it for yourself. Do it for what you know that it's going to take because it's going to require that much time just to maintain this. But it's just so much. It's fulfilling once they are to that point. But what we're going to do, we're going to take a short commercial break and back with Shane. If you feel like calling in, please do so at two, I mean, no, I'm about to say 247. I meant to say 347-426-3751. Do not touch that dial. We'll be right back on Blog Talk Radio. There's only one station that will keep you happy. Blog Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. What's your favorite color? Tell us, please. Kids will spend 20 minutes listening to songs like this. How about two minutes to brush their teeth? Brushing for two minutes now can save your child from severe tooth pain later. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. Two minutes, twice a day. Save have the time. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ad Council. You're so annoying. You're so annoying. Stop copying stop me. Stop copying me. Mom, tell her to stop copying me. Mom, tell her to stop copying me. Kids will spend 10 minutes copying everything their sibling says. You're such a You're doofus. You're such a doofus. How about two minutes to brush their teeth? Brushing for two minutes now can save your child from severe tooth pain later. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. Two minutes, twice a day. I have the time. Mom! A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ad Council. All right, I'm back on the air with Shane, who is the creator of a wonderful web series. It's all about comedy. Have you laughing, get your socks off and everything. It's Devil's Curious, and you really have to check it out, as I mentioned in the beginning, at YouTube. And we'll be giving you the website as well. Uh, now, Shane, I hear you have a new addition. How does that affect the production? <laughs> I do. Uh, so I have a four-week-old daughter, uh, Charlotte London. So I'm still I'm adjusting. What? I said I've seen her picture too, Shane. She is, she's adorable. Oh, thank you. It's uh, yes, it's uh, it's very challenging and uh, another <laughs> another project. But it, she's four weeks old, and we just kind of rearranged the, the schedule a little bit. Where I'll have uh, more production meetings here, uh, just so I don't have to put her in a stroller and and go somewhere. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of meetings with some crying and uh, a couple breaks for diaper changes. So it's been it's been interesting, but it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Well, are you still there? All right. Okay, Shane. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. I tell you oh, one no thing. One thing about doing your own stuff, this is what you have to encounter. <laughs> um. So, Shane, how was season one funded? Uh, season one was um, 95% self-funded by myself and uh, the other producers, and we used Kickstarter uh, to crowdfund. Uh, the other portion of it. And for season season two, we're hoping now that we have a fan base that we're able to use uh, Indiegogo and, and raise raise funds and give away some really cool prizes, uh, people the opportunity to be a character on set, uh, to get your uh, picture on on the uh, on the show as a, as a mugshot. So there's going to be some really cool prizes, uh, Skype calls with some of the lead actors and uh, producers. It's some really cool prizes that we're going to do on Indiegogo, and it's probably going to happen within the next uh, three or four weeks. That's going to go live. So we're excited for, for that. As content's coming out, we're going to have uh, new content every Tuesday at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Eastern time. And as that's going, we're going to be raising money and uh, for uh, the film season two, and hopefully we're able to do it. Oh, uh, awesome. Um so for you, I'm wishing for the best for you, man, because you are made it this far. We want to keep continuing. Hopefully, we'll get a season three along. Now, what's the best story from Devil's Curious? What's the best one? What's the best story from your, from your web series? The best story, uh, one of my favorite stories is episode, episode five. Uh, it's the Bike Cop episode. And f- filming that was filming that was exhausting, but it was really really fun. I think it was 100 degrees. We're in the leather motorcycle club uh, outfit. There's a bike cop on the street. We're in a public street, and we're f- we're filming it where a motorcycle stops. Uh, one of the members of the Devil's Couriers gets off, approaches the bike cop, and he's talking to a female that he's pulled over, and there's a blind lady just observing um, in the driveway sitting. And uh, the motorcycle club member, Tristan, which is actually my character, tases the bike cop and tases the blind lady and tases the younger uh, sales rep that he's pulled over. And so the whole reason is happening, and it ends up, it looks horrific when you watch it in this context, but it's it's actually... Has 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 a point of why it's funny, but the people that are, are people are starting to come out of their house at this point and watching us film. And I don't. Some of them didn't know it was a production. We have all these people, so it's just interesting that I think some of them were about to call the police because they just see somebody tasing <laughs> this old lady and it's oh no, we're just filming, we're just filming. So it was funny because we're just in a residential area using uh, a, a house. 
and some of the neighbors down the street walking their dog had no idea, but then there's like a crowd forming and a lady that's not actually blind but playing blind with a stick just falling on the ground and the stick flipping up in the air and a, a guy in the spandex outfit that's a that's a bike cop that is riding down the street. It was just a funny sight to see. There's a crowd watching, and I think we're getting a little worried <laughs> that somebody's going to think this is too real and try and be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's too funny. <laughs> About to get called the police. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm just right now. Hold on. <laughs> Boy. Right. <laughs> it is. It is funny because you up here filming, they think it, and it's going down for real. Wait a minute. <laughs> right, so, um, right. So, Shane, what will happen in Season 2, if you don't mind just giving us probably a little sneak peek? Oh, Season 2, yeah. So, Season 1 ended, and Season 1, is if you haven't seen Season 1, you should watch it. And watch the new content coming out. It'll give you even more insight of what's going to happen in Season 2. But Season season 1 is all about this new drug called Bonera, which is basically Viagra, but <laughs> a million times better. So there's a huge right. battle over who can distribute this this fake drug called Bonera, and the finally that battle ends. The club wins. You have to see who they're battling and how it, how it, how we win because that's a story in itself. But so we're we're now we we the content we just released is an actual fake commercial for the Bonera drug. Is the the next thing we released, and for season two, now that we have the the drug is established, the FDA is going to come in and try and shut us down for distributing uh, a drug that is not okay to distribute. <laughs> and that's yeah. where we're going to lead off into season two is the FDA is breathing down our necks. And this is a Sons of Anarchy parody. And it's like Sons of Anarchy meets it's always sunny in Philadelphia or workaholics where it's just kind of ridiculous situations. But you have the action of Sons of Anarchy it's some of the humor it comes off Sons of Anarchy. So this is this is the, this is when the FBI comes in for their season, and we're going to use the FDA. And she is uh, Etienne is the actress, and she is going to be the FDA agent. And you'll see those come out. We have character interrogations that are going to come out in in a, in a holding room and uh, with the FDA. So that's where we're going to lead into to season two, where they're going to try and crack down on Bonera. But the scooter gang and the motorcycle gang can't have that oh. happen. Okay. So what is actually your role in the series? My role in the series, um, kind of a little bit of everything. I created the series. I had the whole concept. I kind of flushed this whole script out and kind of ideas in my head and, and just created this entire story, so it worked for, for season one. Then I brought in uh, two writers uh, that I've worked with before, Kovar McClure, who actually directs most of the series, and Tim Aslin, who uh, co-founded Go Diesel Productions with me. And we just kind of revised it. Some of the characters, some of the actors we were able to get, like John Walcott for Henry, who's a phenomenal actor. We were so happy to get him. The second he signed on to play Henry, the old guy, we immediately okay. expanded the script immediately just made his role bigger. Uh, and then from there, after after writing, it was auditioning and just kind of being the executive producer and and over overseeing everything that's happened, kind of what my vision's going to be. I'm also an actor on the series. I am Tristan. 
I have uh, yeah. the okay. sergeant at arms. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the, <laughs> the, the lunatic of the group, uh, which is really fun to play, and it's really nice because there's so many right. things going on that I can I can just go in and I have a smaller smaller role, but I'm kind of crazy, and it's, so it's fun when I do have a role. It's exhausting, but it's fun to go in and you know, tase a blind lady on a suburban street and... <laughs> Yeah, we had to ride motorcycles around, so that was that was fun. And then after, so basically producing on set, the I'm writing, producing, acting, and I directed a couple episodes as well, which is this is my directing debut uh, for me. And I directed uh, episode with uh, Max and Sarah in bed. I think that's episode eight, and the pepper spray episode were two rival bike cops are pepper spraying each other in the face. Uh directed oh, that. That was episode ten. And so now my role has kind of evolved into the post production where I'll, I I don't edit at all but I do oversee and, and change excuse me, change the tone of things and do PR. We all kind of get on social media and, and do the social media. It's kind of everything. Uh but now it's 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 really creating and and writing and then producing and acting. I guess are the three main roles and just overseeing some of the some of the decisions that are being made or putting people in place that I trust to make good decisions uh, for what we want to do. Right now, and and outside of this, you also work with a program called Six Pack Now too. I work with a. Um, I'm sorry, with the program, with what? Uh, Pack now. I think focusing on your body, um, work apps and everything. Yeah. Uh, when I was fitness modeling, I was also personal training. That's one of the things I was doing out here to make to make oh, ends okay. meet for for extra for extra money. So I used to uh, train. I don't have as much time anymore, but I still I still train myself. Uh, Yes, yeah, so that was that was from the the fitness modeling days. Uh, they got me into this. Wow, because well, I know I definitely tried. I know how hard that is. I I still try to maintain working. I do my P90X, my hip hop abs, and it's it's hard, especially when you're at work and you're really busy. Because I'm a server, so it's like, oh, what can I snack on? So my best to try to really like just get fruit. And I know they probably like all our fruit going, but I will grab bananas, mangoes, do whatever I can. Just keep going through the day to keep me from eating your brownie bites and your dinner rolls. So I right. do to try my best. <laughs> oh, so Shane, are you still working with the program called Kickstarter too? I well, we use Kickstarter for our our season one, but we're actually going to move into Indiegogo. Uh, one of the companies we we signed with after season one which is uh collective digital studios they kind of incubate this this uh digital talent so they're kind of advising us on okay. do a release schedule do this this will help you build more fans this will help you take it to the next level they give you a different uh uh kind of a network to work in and, and collaborate with some of their creators and uh so we go and and they kind of incubate us, and they they work with Indiegogo. So the next campaign we're switching from you know, Kickstarter to Indiegogo, just because of the relationship with Collective Digital. Okay. So, 
where where can we actually watch the show? Now we're the people where you can actually get the details for this wonderful series. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is important. So you can go on YouTube and you can okay. type in Devil's, Cur- Devil's Couriers and uh, the show should come up. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel Taking a Shot. Uh, but if you go to YouTube and just search Devil's Couriers, uh, it will come up. Or you can go to our website, which has just been uh, remodeled, and it's devilscouriers.com. Again, that's uh, devilscouriers.com. And to make things even easier, we have an app on iPhone as well as all Android phones. So if you go to your Google Play Store or your Apple uh, App Store and just type in DCMC or Devil's Couriers and uh, the app will pop up, you get notified when a new episode comes out weekly. Uh, you can watch all the episodes just right on your phone. Uh, you can upload pictures of your motorcycle or your scooters. You can uh, connect with some of the some of the cast on there. It's really really cool app, and we designed it just because everybody wants everything at the at their fingertips, and the app gives you that. You can watch all the episodes and and get notified of the episodes and and learn everything that's going on. So it's a Really great, fun apps, but DCMC or Devil's Couriers in the App Store or Google Play. Go to the website at devilscouriers.com, or you can just go to YouTube and type in Devil's Couriers, and you will be able to see the first season, which is 20 episodes, and the new content, which is releasing as of yesterday, and will uh, continue to release every week. And you get to see cast interviews. Really cool. Well, it, it sounds like it. I'm... I'm glad the web series is doing well. Um, like we said in the beginning, it's a, it's a baby stage, but and the big crossover that everyone is waiting for has yet to happen. So we're in the wait. We're coming up with season two. We hope for a season three. Shane, it's been a pleasure being here with you and giving us this chance to go over your new series. And I hope for someone with this own product, I hope for a rewarding end for you. I can only imagine. Are you thinking that you will go to the festivals one day, maybe the Sundance festivals? Yeah, we do. We went to uh, LA Web Fest. Uh, we did a Google uh, a Google um, uh, Hangout festival, which is really neat because it was worldwide and it was broadcast online. That was that was different, and it was it was it was great because obviously we're dealing with technology, so to, to set up something that fast was was kind of neat. So we try and do web series festivals as as much as we can, and they're we get becoming more and more prominent. I don't know if Sundance uh, has that category yet, but I'm sure in the in the near future it's going to come up because I would love to go to I would love to go to Sundance. Uh, so please create that category and let us in, please. Um, but yeah, we we try and do the festival circuit. We try and do everything that we can, and it's fun. It's it's really great to have. To sit in a in a in a festival and have people watch your content and get to get to see the reaction and it, and watch people laugh at at, at jokes. That's it's a great feeling. Right. Well, I think I think you definitely will make it there. You take advantage of any opportunity that you can. Take advantage of it. And as they always told me, don't wait for permission to make art. So, I I just hope all my aspiring filmmakers out there. I hope you take the chance to do the same thing. Because to me. The Internet is the Sundance of our time. And once again, thank you, Shane, for being on the show with us. Um, and much love and blessings to your family in your new edition. Thank you. You're so welcome. You have a blessed one. 
You too. Thank you so much. This has been really fun. You're so welcome. Hey. Bye. Bye. Well, everyone out there, I hope that you had a wonderful time spending your time with me. Don't forget, I have an app out as well on iTunes and Android, the Bright Style with Technicia. So please go check that out. Don't forget, you can text 42828 to the Bright Side, and you will be on my emailing list. So just things that we can really take advantage of. Let's enjoy our time. That our technology can be scary, but it can bring us closer together. So I hope you take your chance and inspire someone. And don't wait for someone to give you the opportunity. Go out there and take advantage of it. It's there to get it, and I hope that you receive it through the Lord's blessings today. And as I always say, you stay blessed and have a prosperous day. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.